Welcome to the Altruistic Traveller podcast, interviews with influential changemakers from around the world. That recycling is no longer sufficient to, to deal with these. That type of volunteering actually is proving to be more harmful. Trying to elevate poverty. I mean, they didn't see me that way. They see me as a human being, someone who needs help. Be inspired, educated and moved by global initiatives making this world a better place. For more stories and resources, please visit thealtruistictraveler.com. Hello, Familia. Welcome to the Altruistic Traveler podcast. Today, I'm with an inspiring guest, Vanessa Carell, a second-time founder, entrepreneur, storyteller, and creative producer, born in the USA and raised in Mexico City. Growing up an avid traveler, Vanessa always found an interest in exploring different cultures and expanding her horizons. In 2020, after her own experiences as a solo female traveler, Vanessa founded Greet Her, a safety platform for female travelers around the world. The platform is now available to women in over 75 countries and 256 cities. Vanessa's goals are to empower women to help each other while discovering the world, to represent being a Latina in the workforce, and to inspire all women to believe in themselves. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today. So great to have you, uh, especially in line with International Women's Day. It's always such an honor to be able to receive women like yourself on the show and share your journey with us. So tell us a little bit about what brought you to this present moment, uh, being a second time founder of uh, a platform that supports women's empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, as you mentioned already, you know, I'm an experienced solo traveler and and I always encounter myself choosing destinations that seem safer, you know, and Often before heading out on solo trips, I would always receive questions and concerns from like people in my life and questioning if I was crazy and like they would ask me if I wasn't scared, like, are you lonely? <laughs> you know? And the truth is that like, yeah, sometimes I was scared and unfortunately it would be a lie if I told you that I haven't been chased in streets I walked, you know, or that I haven't called one of my friends across the world as I hopped on a taxi just to feel that I had someone uh, knowing where I was going and pray to God that they would, the taxi would take me to wherever I asked them to. And it wasn't until 2020 that I ended up like uh, life took me to, to Morocco and I got stranded there in a way that I didn't have any local connections. I have like a bar- language barrier and I just found myself like freaking out. You know, I was like, how am I going to navigate the country you know will I be able to communicate and it turns out that there isn't an easy way for women to have a local source that's trustworthy and most female travelers are relying on Facebook groups but what happens if you are thrown into a a flight at last minute that leaves you at a city you don't know at midnight and At midnight, it's dangerous, you know, especially if you've never been there and you don't know what to do. So I started thinking about what service I could book that could help me in that moment. And I couldn't find anything. So 
throughout my journey in Morocco, I kept looking for women to show me around, to guide me. And throughout the whole country during over a month, I only found one. And that was really like heartbreaking, you know, because I just wanted to connect with women, uh, local women, especially. So after coming back from my pandemic traveling, um, I had the bones of a book draft where I documented my travel journey and how women traveling the world could have a great social and economic impact to the tourism industry and especially to local communities. So I started doing more research and I interviewed over 500 frequent travelers and I asked them one question. I asked them like, what is the hardest thing for you as a woman traveling on your own? And 90% responded the same. Getting around and navigating a destination safely is their biggest concern. So I wasn't alone. And turns out that from the women that I interview that aren't choosing to travel alone on their own, it's because of the same reason. So when I realized that I wasn't the only one encountering this problem, I had already like so many ideas as to how to solve it, right? So what do you do when you have like an idea on a piece of paper? I had no clue. And so I sent my idea to a lot of accelerator programs around the world and I got accepted into two but I chose to uh, begin uh, the Founders Institute in, in Silicon Valley, which literally shaped my idea like from A to B, you know? It helped me uh, organize my thoughts and, and define what my services will look like. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, first of all, just congratulations on the founder journey. I uh, I can resonate. I actually also went through Founder Institute with a project, and I know oh, what. Wow. Yeah, I, I know what it takes to really take something from ideation to validation to actually implementation. And the fact that you went out and interviewed 500 women. I mean, that's such an achievement in itself to get that idea off the ground. And I will 100% agree that, you know, the one thing in the back of my mind is always safety. And there are certainly places in the world that we feel so much safer than other places. And I was speaking with my aunt today about how crazy it is to be safe and to feel safe is seemingly more and more like a privilege. Uh, especially for women. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think that you're right about most of the time, especially for myself, I would always go to Facebook groups, but it sounds like you've really created this platform where women uh, can connect with one another. So, so since 2020, tell me a little bit about, you know, where you're at with the platform, what that founder journey had felt like for you. Yeah, well, it's been a complete roller coaster. <laughs> uh, oh my God, there is words in my vocabulary that have never existed before. <laughs> you know, through a year of building now a tech-based product, being a non-technical founder, the challenges have been enormous. And while I am not a founder that can code, this challenge has opened the doors for a lot of learning, right? There has been a lot of learning and I had no ideas what like front end and back end used to mean. Um, and, uh, you know, the business now today, we have what 
in the startup world is called the MVP, which means the basic product of service, right? Uh, we already have that platform, uh, which is in a form of web, of web app, um, where currently women can sign up for free as a traveler and as a greeter. Greeter is a marketplace. So the first year meant for me to choose where I was gonna like focus on, right? Because when you have a marketplace, you need to focus on one of the users to acquire first. And on our case, I needed to load up on the greeters, which is uh, the local women that travelers can connect with. So most of our users currently are greeters, women that have expressed interest to be a local contact for travelers around the world. And just yesterday, we hit 81 countries. Um, This doesn't necessarily mean that they're like active, but it means that we have a contact in 81 countries, which is really exciting. And from our development perspective, we are currently working on our mobile app development, which we hope we can launch soon. Yeah, amazing. That's such an achievement. I mean, you're speaking my language. I understand about, you know, MVP. And I mean, for anyone listening, the amount of work that goes into building something like this is enormous. And it takes a lot of courage, a lot of determination, a lot of time, a lot of patience. So I completely understand you. Uh, So I just wanted to touch on as well, I think, you know, my own experience, and you might agree that women in travel genuinely want to help each other. I've met so many amazing women on my travels. And it's also quite common as well. and, And and a growing audience, if you will, of women who are really eager to just go out there and explore this world on their own. What are some of your learnings from the interviews that you've done and the relationships you're aiming to build through the Greet Her app? It's really exciting because most of the feedback from people that have found us or we have talked to women are excited to be part of Greet Her because we all resonate with the need. So to us, having the traction of 81 countries means that no matter where women are, they want a service like this. We all want a platform where we can go to if something goes wrong or if you just want to have a good time because traveling is not about, it should not be about safety. It should be about having a good time, right? And for example, like, there is places where I have chosen not to go because I'm, I have been told I shouldn't go on my own, uh, like Egypt, for example. I am dying to go to Egypt, but I have been told constantly that a woman there on, on her own might be like constantly harassed and etc. And we all know what a stressful and like annoying uh, it is to be harassed constantly. Uh, but however, I know amazing Egyptian people. I know that if I had a local contact in Egypt, like we already do, by the way, <laughs> I greet her, that I can go there and then she can even like maybe greet me from the airport, you know, and take me around. So that's what we're building here. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I actually just got back from Egypt and I can share a little anecdotal story. So I was able to visit the country with a really dear friend of mine and his family and spend time with incredible Egyptian people, women and men. We had dinners together and it is such a wonderful, fascinating, rich 
culture and I saw the pyramids and it was incredible. And he had to leave about three days before me. And when he left, my experience changed drastically. Uh, I felt vulnerable. My energy just shifted. Uh, I got scammed. I uh, had to be escorted to an ATM. And I just, I couldn't believe it really. I mean, I really couldn't believe that it was 2022 in a country that houses one of the seven ancient wonders of the world. And here I was in 2022 feeling incredibly vulnerable just because I didn't have a local with me. And so that you mentioned that experience, I think it really, really just paints a picture of how different an experience can be for somebody if they just feel as though they have that safety net, they have that local, especially to overcome a language barrier, as you mentioned earlier. So, you know, it was real. And, and you know, I um I hold such deep admiration for the country and its people, but I'm sure many women will resonate. We all have stories like this and we don't need to sugarcoat it. We all have stories like this and this is the reality of what's happening now. So I'm feeling so grateful for um, the work that you're putting into the project. And uh, so tell us a little bit more about, you know, where you're at now and where you're sort of hoping to grow the project in the near future. Currently, we are building our mobile app hopefully hoping to launch it this spring or late spring of 2022. And so one of the things that we're trying to do is that we want to encourage more women to support women while they travel. So the way that Great Hair will work is that travelers will be booking the greeter, right? So if you're going tomorrow tomorrow to like uh, Bogota or Mexico City, you know, you can uh, book a local greeter to navigate you. We will begin with payment transactions in the America, so North America, Central America, and South America. We know that our business model is easily expandable and like we we have proven it with with the traction we have. Uh, However, we wanna take small steps to a big journey, you know, because we wanna address exactly how the travelers are experiencing greet her, you know, how we can better the service once we expand. Uh, so yeah, that's the goal. Amazing. And so if I was a, if I came to you today and I said, Vanessa, I want to go to Colombia. I have no idea. I don't, I've never been there. I don't speak Spanish. How would Greet Her be able to help me? Yeah, so uh, it's actually, so it works with a search engine, almost like Airbnb, but instead of booking houses, you're booking people. And you can go in on our uh, greatherd.com, sign up as a traveler, and then search the geolocation search for women that are available in Colombia, in this case, in Bogota, and then you could message with them. Uh, We also are trying to filter this by interest because we know that we are more drawn to people that have shared the in, same interests as us. So we are, you know, working on designing how this would, you know, look like. So if you are into yoga or hiking, you know, you can filter people that could potentially take you through a hiking experience or point you out to yoga um, options and things like that. 
or like if you are into arts. So we already have filters, history and art, you know, uh, culinary experiences, things like this. So you could try to match make with, with what your interests are in that country. Okay, great. And so currently uh, it's an MVP phase. It's a native app or is it available on the App Store? It's a native app, but it's only web app. Um, but we're working on the mobile version, so it can be available on the on the App Store hopefully soon. Okay, wonderful. I want to also focus on, you know, your personal journey and bringing your own story into this company. And so tell us a little bit about what it has been like for you as a, a female entrepreneur and especially as a Latina woman in the space. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I love this question because, you know, you have gone through being a female founder. And I even though like there's uh, a lot of controversy around calling ourselves female founders, you know, the reality is that we do have more challenges. It is what it is, you know? And while I have a lot of inspiring women in my personal life, I didn't have a lot that were going through what I am going. Um, so this pushed me really hard to network harder and find other female role models that are founders. And um, it's great because now I catch myself constantly telling stories that sound like, oh, my founder friend of X, she texted me about this, you know? Um, so it's really energizing to now be surrounded online, you know, mostly uh, to all these amazing and energizing badass women that are like working months to months, sometimes without seeing a penny, just because they're trying to change our world for better, you know, because they believe in in a product and they know how important this could be. And also, you know, um, as someone who like isn't really in love with working at nine to five, because <laughs> I'm a traveler to the core, you know, being a founder means that you're, while you're taking a shower, eating, you know, petting your cat, you're thinking about what you're building. And I didn't know that it was going to be that case. Uh, I work so much, so many hours. But I have recently been told this week, I was like, hey, I am so surprised how you're not burnt out. And I think I just am hiding it very well. <laughs> um, but the fact is that the mission drives my energy like no other project ever has, you know. And I believe in what we're building, the social impact this comes with. And I personally, like selfishly, I want to greet her for myself. I want it for my little sister and for my friends, you know. It's it's been the really interesting journey and like a lot of a lot of growth. I think you can't never shake the ner the nervous and like the anxiety that comes with pitching your business, for example. You know, but I have learned to build that thicker skin. You know, and take the the feedback that is valuable to me, um, not let everything affect me uh, mentally because being being a founder is really mentally draining and challenging you know yeah I understand and thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your true experience I mean I can understand and also can share my own experiences of allowing that passion to really get you from one milestone to the next because you know if you really don't have that connection to the cause and you don't have that passion then you are lacking in a very vital piece of a driver of what allows you to move the business forward. 
and I think as well, you know, in, in an industry, especially the tech industry, where sometimes, you know, we, we don't have other female founders to look up to. It's really beautiful, the camaraderie that comes with that. And also to be able to see the perspective of founders that are more tapped into that sort of feminine energy, which comes from intuition, which comes from passion and more internal sort of why am I doing this and what does it mean to me rather than you know what is going to be the end result and you know you see whether or not no matter your gender the types of masculine and feminine energy that you bring into business but it sounds like it's a pretty incredible journey that you're on but something that as you said is going to and is already making such a difference to the lives of so many women Uh, and, and on that I just wanted to take some time to acknowledge the recent post that you had put together asking for hosts in Krakow to also uh, look after and host people that are fleeing Ukraine right now. How's that been in the midst of all this crisis to be able to work on something that's providing refuge to people who need it most? Yeah, um, my God, it has been really emotional, and I've just been—I don't know—I don't even know how to put it into words. It's been really hard to just be so like far away and like just imagine like what people are going through. Um, it's humbled me a lot, you know, just to see like how many people are offering to help as well, you know, but. Being in the industry I'm in, you know, which I'm, our mission is to help women navigate the world safer, we couldn't ignore what's happening right now, you know. And I think, if I'm not wrong, you know, a week ago was when the, the war broke, right? And what happened was that, you know, Facebook groups and groups of female travelers, which are usually filled with like, how do I go to X place and navigate, you know, top places or top tips. It was flooded with, I need help. uh, And can someone host me? Can someone find me transportation? We're desperate. Please help us. And like, you can't ignore that. You know, you can't even ignore that if you're not working on something I'm working on, you know? So what I did with my team was that we started to like, try to match make them, you know, with our contacts, our, our, our close network. And something that was kind of worrisome was that uh, a lot of Excel sheets started to pop up, you know, and people were sharing their personal information. So we were like, oh, my God, that's unsafe, especially during what's going on, you know. Uh, so a way that we approached this was uh, because, you know, people, it would be easier if people went through our platform and like sign up and everything, but you don't want to ask someone that's like walking hours on an on and on like cold and like just their countries being invaded that please sign up to my app, you know? So what we were doing was um, asking them uh, like, okay, when, how many people do you need? Do you have pets, etc. So like we will get, you know, person one, like needs three people, uh, to be able to host them in Krakow or, um, you know, um, or in Moldova or whatever countries were are, um, bordering Ukraine right now. And so we post these on our social media um, once we found hosts, you know. So when we found hosts, we also 
trying to protect the host as well, you know? So we weren't sharing the contact information until we had a match, right? Uh, so we would share them in a format like, okay, person in Krakow uh, has a room for two persons, can accept kids, can accept pets. And um, still this morning, we we were matchmaking some, some families, you know? And uh, it's it's tough because you wish you could do more, but you know, I think the the lesson learned is that you have power if you're willing to help, you know, and realizing that. And even though we're a small team and small startup, like I am relieved that I know that like we helped a little bit, you know, at least. I understand. And and thank you so much. I think, you know, in times like this, we really just can do the best we can and and lead into each day with an open heart, which it's clear that you and your team are doing. So thank you so much for that and for this uh, platform. How can our listeners find out more about uh, the platform and about your journey and follow along? Yeah, um, totally. So um, the name of her platform is Greet Her, which is a play of two words. It's to greet her, right? It's defining our services. And uh, you can find us at uh, greether.com. And our Instagram is greet.her. And uh, we are also on Twitter, uh, under the same Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you want to connect with us in some way, share your story about traveling or need help for a, a trip that you have upcoming, please email us to info at greether.com. We would love to, um, you know, have you test our services. And if you are someone that would like to sign up as a greeter, please reach out to us as well. Because the more women that we have in the network, the better it will be for travelers to find a, a local contact wherever they go. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. For everyone listening, I will put all that information in the description of the podcast. It's always so inspiring to hear these stories about women supporting women and everyone supporting everyone, really. So uh, really grateful for your time today and uh, we'll look forward to following along. Thank you so much, Bianca. I appreciate the space on your podcast. Thank you so much.